0: will know the truth, and the truth will set you
1: free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. it, it, it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction.
0: And now your host, (laughs) I'm Adam Comer, and that's Bruce Stanley. Adam Comer. That's Bruce Stanley. So here we are. All right guys, we're back at it. This is season 2, episode 12, and today guys, we want to talk about um <laughs> a song comes my back to life, back to reality. to reality. We want to talk about reality uh and almost a, a narrative of you've lived a life so long when you've lived in an addiction and not even people who struggle with addiction are doing this. Maybe it's just human nature fallen human nature that we we live in a false reality um we live in a i don't know just something that we've we've put up and it's it's not it's not healthy uh for for marching through life but also we want to talk about trust and gaining trust back and we think these will correlate so bruce why don't you lead us in uh lay the foundation and let's go
1: okay uh, gosh, this was just really bred from a conversation I was having with a student the other day, and uh, it, it it has to deal with you know this false reality that we we become conditioned to, which then sets up false expectations yeah. and leads to frustration and anger and bitterness, and and I think especially as Americans, man, especially as Americans, uh, we have been conditioned so much into believing life is such and such that really has nothing to do with life at all. It has to do with man-made expectations Mm. and goal setting and these types of things that we believe makes us happy, makes us content, brings satisfaction. And, you know, media drives that. I don't care if it's social or if it's advertising or if it's, entertainment media, it all pushes this idea of an imaginary lifestyle that just is not reality. Mm. It's, it has obviously components of reality to it, but the expectations that are set in that, and as people grow more and more conditioned to these things, uh, I mean, we, we, we sang a song of a reality, you know, uh, and, and you look at MTV reality house and like the Real World, the Real World, <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. Yeah. You know, these things that you know, twenty years ago didn't exist, but uh, now we're so conditioned to these types of programs and and where we see people live their lives. It's just, it's all scripted, but yet you know we're like, man, I love watching this because it's real, but it's not, and yeah. it's just. We, we say to ourselves, look, I get it's not real. I just enjoy watching it. But yeah. we don't realize how much we're being conditioned by mm-hmm. that. And so every day when I get up and what I say to myself of how this day is going to go, what I'm going to achieve or accomplish or what my goals are for this year, we're influenced by that stuff. Mm-hmm. We have to be. And so it promotes this false reality, which then skews our expectations of life. And therefore, when when they're not met, we get frustrated. Yeah. We become impatient. We're looking for answers to these things that aren't happening the way we think they should. And it's because they aren't real.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that drives this factor of living in a false reality is and, – and, and when we're about to talk about uh, trying to regain trust, it almost – Man, and I've said this so many times, but there's been surveys that people who struggle with chemical dependence are highly intelligent people, or they can be. They have the capacity of having high IQs, not book smarts, not you know that kind of thing, but having high intelligence. Mm-hmm. And so it almost seems silly that you see a person – we see guys all the time coming to the program, and they're just living in this – false reality. And you're like, Hey man, you don't even believe that. Don't try to get me to believe that. Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? And it's interesting. I think people do it. I did it. Everyone. I think the reason people do it is because sometimes it, it, it's comfortable. It's another agent of numbing besides using a chemical that you don't want to have to feel something or, or address something. So you, will stay in this place or this mindset that, hey, this is my reality. And so not only does it dictate what I do, but it also is the mood I'm going to be in. It's also my safe space.
1: Like, and they don't, you don't have to own up to anything. Absolutely. Now, man, one of, the, one of my favorite classes to teach is principle one, which deals with trust, right? And it's not me trusting you or you trusting me. It's me trusting God. And it's all based on what we think is good. So the, the verse actually says, add to your faith goodness or virtue, or, yeah. you know. And so I always ask the question to everybody, you know, say, what do you think is good? And it's an array of answers that mostly are based on uh, the understanding of what we think life is and what we've been conditioned to, what we've been influenced to think of what we think is good, what is Virtuous what is right, what is pure, what is, you know a standard in which we can all see and yeah. try to obtain and the 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 funny thing is is that they 're all based on culture mm. experiences uh environments you know uh, even even geography you know location, and how it 's different everywhere for everyone yeah it's not the same, and so therefore. It's all based on a worldly understanding, what we're influenced by, what we're conditioned by, what we've experienced. And there has to be something that is what everybody believes is the same thing. Yeah, standard of truth, absolute truth. Right. And so I'm just going to pull out a proverb here. It's Proverbs 3, uh, 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Yeah. So, and there's plenty of verses in the Bible yeah. that are like this. It, it, God's trying to tell us, look, you have to focus on what I say is good. What your understanding must be in an expectation of, of goodness is based on these things, not what you could come up with. Because when you try to come up with them, they're, they're all over the place. There's a variation of... What those things are. And we live in a society today where you can't offend anybody because hey, what you believe is what you believe, but what I believe is what I believe. And so what you say is good for you, but that's not necessarily good for me. And what I say is good. You can't make laws around that. Yeah. So then you 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 end up in a, a chaotic type of society that says, look, you know, you can't Tell me what to do, and I can't tell you what to do. And what you think is good is fine for you. And what I think is good is fine for me. And what the people in India are going to think is good is going to be different than what they're going to think in Germany and so forth and so on, and the cultures and the experiences. And so it's complete chaos.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, well, it's absurd. And that's what you're reduced to. When you don't have an absolute standard of truth, you're reduced to absurdity. For example, and this is way off topic, but you know, I'm passionate against abortion, right? The absurdity is is I can be told as a man, hey, you keep your mouth shut. You're not a woman. You don't have any right to tell me what to do with my body. That's absurd. I'm not telling you what to do with your body. I'm telling you don't kill the body that you're that's in you. I'm telling you not to kill, to murder a baby. And you're trying to make it seem like I'm telling you I'm not a woman, so I can't speak on murder? Like, absurd. So,
1: yeah, okay, so – Reeling it back into false reality, you know, uh, <laughs> is we can get so carried away that we don't even realize the way we're living our, our lives is within this falseness. Yeah. And when we're setting expectations about what life is and our purpose and our goals that we're trying to set to achieve, to accomplish, to obtain, if these things are all based on a falseness, then the expectation of that ever coming true is a, is a non-reality, and we're living our lives like this, yeah. and we're let down, and we're frustrated, and we're angry, and we're bitter, and we're always blaming and yeah. blaming. And this is why it's not the way it should be, and and it just leads to this sense of 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 depression. So that's kind of where I wanted to go next with the the thing is that man, one of the things I see a lot, and not just for guys who are coming out of addiction, but even Christians, like people new believers, right? When when you become grounded in what God says versus what the world says and your own understanding of what things are, and that's you know it can't be a, a power of my own understanding. It because anyway, I'm not going to go there. It what ends up happening is that you start to see. Okay, wait a minute now. I was living like this, and my expectations were based on these false things, and now I'm more grounded. Now I see it like it really is. I'm coming into a reality perspective. Yeah. And what is meant to happen from a Christian standpoint is you get there, which humbles you. Yeah. It humbles you. It takes your pride down to a, a humility that says, man, I'm not all that. Like, this is the stark truth of what reality is. I'm this, I'm not that, I need God. And it's supposed to bring you to a conviction that you move past that into this hope and these promises of God that says, oh, but there's so much more than just understanding where you're at and, yeah. and the depravity of man and what's happened in this in this world to bring you to that thing. But what happens is most, most people get to that point and then they stop. Hmm. They stop, and that's why we have a world that's just riddled with depression, anxiety, the suicide rates in this country are off the charts. You know, yeah. people come to this, what's the point? I don't want to live anymore. What's the use? And
0: well, yeah, and then the false reality is is like you mentioned, you're setting your your expectation and and are here based on fakeness, based on things that aren't going to bring you fruit. So even if you obtain Something. Let's say that if I did a timeline of of your goals and you're living in this world of just mask and trying to grab at idols to please you, even if you obtain those, when you reach that goal and I zoomed in on your life, oh man, he should be happy he's reached the goal. No, you're empty, and it's the the goalpost always moves. Hey, that didn't please me. I guess I need more of that same thing, or maybe something different. Maybe I need a new car. Maybe my wife is not who I thought she was, and I'm on to the next, on to the next. Mm -hmm. It always fails you. Um, And the promise of God is that he won't. Mm -hmm. Come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest for your soul. And the truth of God, like you mentioned earlier, we're made in the image of God. Talk about that, the Imago Dei.
1: Yeah, so— uh, scripture tells us that we're made in the image of God. And and I want to kind of define that, and I'm going to use Scripture to do it. Uh, so in, in Genesis 1, chapter 1, in the very first book of the Bible, it says, in verse 26 and 27, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, uh, according to our likeness. And if you don't believe in the Trinity, you kind of have to argue why, is he's saying, our uh, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and all of the earth and every creeping thing that lives on the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And then over in Genesis 5, it says, uh, In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day in which they were created. So I can go on, Genesis 9, it talks about this, James chapter 3. Um, when it, uh, with it, we bless our Lord and Father, and, and with it, we curse man uh, who have been made in the likeness of God. So what it's saying there in James is that <clears throat> when we try to act out, we, we say this all the time, why are you wearing masks? You know, it's when we try to live out something that's different than the way God created us by design, it's going to fail us. And I love in First Peter or Second Peter chapter one where it says God created us and equipped us to have a godly life. Yeah. He's given us everything we need, and the reason that is and why He says He made us in His image, isn't necessarily in in uh, a physical way, but in, in characteristics and and a personality type of way that the the soul of a man the <clears throat> The the makeup of a man to be a man is the characteristics of God. It's what God put in man uh, that man is capable of doing with the power of God to live out. So let's just take, for example, love, right, versus pride, okay? So God created us with the characteristic in his own likeness with love, that we would know what love is. In fact, Ecclesiastes 3, 11 said, God put eternity in, in man's heart, <clears throat> so that we would know purpose and a goal. And so these things are in the likeness of God. But pride, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a frog in my throat. Pride is not the likeness of God. So when we try to act out in pride, it's going to fail us because that is not the likeness of God. And So we weren't designed that way. We can fake it and we can live try to live that out, but what ends up happening is it fails us. It's a false expectation. It's right. a false reality that we weren't created to do. And we see many people living out so many false realities of characteristics that God didn't make us in, especially when you start getting into homosexuality and identity confusion and all this kind of stuff, that you're either male or female. And when <clears throat> we would go beyond that, it's not a characteristic, it's not a likeness of God. So therefore, we're, we're acting out of a falseness of a reality that was never meant to be. So talking about uh, the false reality
0: and trust and and when we say trust I think the the heart of what we were talking about was when you go through an addiction and you're trying to have and we've we've done episodes on this before but you're trying to have this new life that God's given you and you're walking back into environments where family or friends who you just caused devastation, there is a big season of untrust and man, what a trigger. <laughs> we, uh, so people are so easily triggered, but we're going to talk about political correctness on another episode. But it, what a trigger it would be for you to go back to the false reality and numb things. As soon as you have the first friction of someone looking at you sideways, not believing something that you, st- you said. And what we want to encourage you is don't go back to that person. You know what God's done. He says that you are a new creation. Walk in that regardless of what people believe you or not. Give them so many reasons to trust you. Be transparent. Don't get offended if you are asked to give a drug screen or see money or anything to do with that. Don't be offended by that. Know that you caused it and just walk into it. Uh, Man, I'm not that guy anymore. They don't know that, but I do.
1: Absolutely. And so when you're dealing with expectations, and, and false expectations based on false realities. Uh, for instance, you know, okay, I'm good. I know God's changed me. I'm going to go out there and I expect everybody to treat me fairly knowing that God has changed me. And yeah, you know, That's you, the false reality, it's right? It's false reality because no one else knows what's going on inside of you and they're, they're still seeing the old self and they don't have any evidence to – to show that they could think any differently about you than the way they thought about you before in your old behaviors. So, man, be patient. You yeah. know, Set up an expectation that just says, look, I know people aren't going to trust me. And when somebody asks you and your wife asks you for your phone, you just give it to her. If you're afraid to give her your phone, it's because you're doing something that you're trying to hide still. And you don't want to be caught doing it. So there's a falseness that's happening, and you're blaming the other person for not trusting you when you're really doing something that's not trustworthy. <laughs> so live within a reality. And if you're caught doing something, don't let your pride welp up and yeah. say, you know, okay, no, I'm being denial about it and try to blame. You say, Yep, yeah, you caught me. I, I thank you. Now it's exposed. Let's let me repent. Let's move past this. You know, because you want to get to a place where it's like, yeah, you can look at my phone if you want. You want to yeah. look at my bag. I, you you want to look at my truck. You want to – whatever you want to do, you want to look at my Facebook page. It doesn't matter because I'm doing what is right. Yeah.
0: And yeah.
1: there's no fear in that, and therefore I don't have to set a false expectation that you should just trust me. I should know that you don't trust me and just let you do what you want, whatever you need to do until yeah. you do trust me. And- you know what that sounds like, Bruce?
0: Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> that is so free. Yeah. I don't care what you do. It's not going to affect me. So I'll, we always like to do this. How? I hear you talking about not living in this false reality and and not allowing people to affect me and just to be who I am and not get upset when the, trust, the lack of trust comes. How do I do that? I want to read something. This is right. This is in Philippians uh, chapter 4. Um, right after it, uh, Paul writes and talks about this peace that surpasses understanding that comes through prayer. Awesome. But in in eight, it says this, finally, brothers, whatever is true, sounds like a different, that's not false. that's That's true. Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you, so the how well, how do I look upon these things if I'm in a false reality? well, Paul, if you go back in the book of Acts, you could see how Paul actually went to the to Philippi and so he's writing to these people who actually watched how he was living so here's my encouragement if if you want to focus on these things as Paul says look to me go to God's word you need to spend time in God's word it needs to be you need to fall under its authority right and, and so you need to spend time in it as much as you do on your phone flipping through social medias instagram twitter facebook as much as someone as you're going to do that or whatever your thing that consumes your time what if you replace that with the word of God and what we're telling you based on the authority of what God's word says it will affect you and you will no longer be living in a false reality because it says thy word is truth. Amen. And we just said we needed a standard of truth, an absolute truth, and we gave it to you. So there's that. But also, even more literal of what Paul's saying, he's saying, Look at me. Look at look at what if you've seen or anything that you've learned or received and heard. And seen in me practice these things. And so God will put people in your life if you're if you're seeking. God will put people to disciple you to um and you should be seeking for someone to be discipling you and have a mentor that is a godly man or woman. But then when you do, allow them to speak into your
1: life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> that is so true, Adam, because at the same time, we could be praying to God. God, help me walk a straight path. Yeah. God, help me to be honorable and good. And then somebody walks up to you and says, hey, bud, let me look at your phone. And you go, no, I don't want you to look at my phone. And you look at your phone and you go, man, why are you texting this girl and saying all this stuff about when you're just like, bam, you just got caught. You just, your prayer was answered. But how are you going to react to that? Yeah. It's like, you're going to be in denial about it. You're going to defend. You're going to get your pride all whelped up and say, man, how dare you? Like, you look at my phone. When you just prayed to God, to help you walk the straight. And somebody intervened in there, asked you to I mean, welcome it. Welcome it. Yeah. Uh one thing I just want to say is that we we have an enemy that is nothing but false. He is the opposite of reality. He is the false reality. He's all smoke and mirrors. All yeah. he does is nothing but deceive and try to distract. And we, we can't forget that we're not just fighting against ourselves and our thoughts and what the world is putting at us. We we're fighting against a real enemy who's doing everything possible to try to listen to this verse. This yeah. is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, In whose case the, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. So we're don't be fooled, right? You you're up against something that has more power than you. If you don't reach for the power of God, you will be blinded. You will be fooled. You'll be tricked into a false reality. You got to stay grounded uh in, in what is the reality, which is God and his power to help you overcome that. Yeah. This ain't reality TV. <laughs> Was it Jack Nicholson in The Departed or something? Yeah.
0: This ain't reality TV. <laughs> We have fun. All right, guys, look to the truth. Look to the one that spoke everything into existence. Man, don't wear a mask. You don't have to live this Send way.
1: Real expectations. Yeah.
0: And by real, we don't, we don't mean don't have big vision and big things, but if man, is it God's will? Like we, we have outrageous goals, right? And we're not saying be closed-minded, but if it's, if it's something that's on the throne besides God and you're seeking it for self-gain or you're seeking something that's going to lift you up, that's not a real expectation because we have spent the last 25 minutes explaining to you that that will always fail. You're not meant to be on the throne. You weren't nothing, designed that way. And neither was anything that's ever been created designed to be on the throne. And so when you try to put something there or strive towards it, it is a false expectation because you know. If you don't know, now you know, because we just told you, it will fail you. There is hope. Trust in God. Go to his word. Fall under the authority of it. And life is so much sweeter, man. So much sweeter. So much more security and confidence and truth. And it's just awesome, man. There is life after addiction. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, till next week.